You are listening to Curious Cat, a podcast that examines the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide, and I'm your host, Jennifer Holtz. Join me every week as I examine what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. Welcome to Curious Cat. Apologies for my hard shift into holiday mode, but this episode is kind of like a half hour emergency PSA. The sooner it's out there, the better. And I have to begin with full disclosure here. My blood pressure climbs at the thought of Black Friday shopping. I cannot imagine getting up at 5 a.m., wrestling my way through crowds for a deal. It terrifies me. It could be because I'm short or crowds make me anxious or it's a little bit of both. Yeah, there's sales to be had. And this year, probably more than most in recent memory, we need to stretch our dollars. But I wanted to bring you some other ways to spend your time that Friday that might feed your soul instead of crush it. I'll offer some ways to steal deals on those gifts you're determined to buy without the hassle of crowds and while making the most of every penny too. So let's get into it. Uh, By now, you know I love researching topics to learn something new and Black Friday did not disappoint in the research department. Its roots are dark, darker than you might imagine. According to History.com, the first recorded use of the term Black Friday dates back to 1869 when it was used to describe a financial crisis, specifically the crash of the U.S. gold market on September 24, 1869. In their article titled, What's the Real History of Black Friday? Writer Bob Stothard says, Two notoriously ruthless Wall Street financiers, Jay Gould and Jim Fisk, worked in tandem to buy up as much of the nation's gold as possible in hopes of driving the price sky high. Then they planned to sell the gold for huge profits. Well, that notorious Friday in September, the conspiracy unraveled, sending the stock market into a freefall, which sadly bankrupted everyone from Wall Street barons to farmers. I mean, what ominous origins, right? There's another commonly held story that circulates around the Thanksgiving shopping-related Black Friday tradition. After retailers have operated almost an entire year at a loss, also known as being in the red, stores would supposedly earn a profit or go into the black due to the sales made the day after Thanksgiving because of those juicy holiday shopping dollars spent on discounted merchandise that pushed them into that profit zone, or so the story goes. As legitimate as that sounds, this too is only partially accurate. Again, according to History.com, here's the real scoop. 
back in the 1950s, police in the city of Philadelphia used the term to describe the chaos that ensued on the day after Thanksgiving when hordes of suburban shoppers and tourists flooded into the city in advance of the big Army-Navy football game held on that Saturday every year. Philly cops were not allowed to take the day off, and they were hard-pressed to handle the additional crowds and traffic that surged that Friday. Shoplifters took advantage of the bedlam to make off with stolen goods. By 1961, Black Friday had caught on in Philadelphia, so much so that retailers tried and failed to rename the day Big Friday in an attempt to shake off the negative connotations. It wasn't until the late 80s that retailers were able to find a way to reinvent the term, shaping Black Friday into something positive. In fact, that's how we arrived at the red to black explanation I mentioned earlier. The notion being that the day after Thanksgiving is when American stores finally turned that profit. It's still the most widely accepted explanation with those darker Philly roots long forgotten. But it's worth noting, Black Friday has some kissing cousins now. Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday, Giving Tuesday, which is that Tuesday after Thanksgiving. The internet is still accepting applications for Wednesday and Sunday, I guess, because thus far those positions are not filled. Oh, I almost forgot. I found one last explanation for the origins of Black Friday. Dictionary.com says factory managers called the day after Thanksgiving this because so many workers failed to show up for work or even called in sick when they weren't to extend their holiday weekends. So I grew up in the 80s. Back then, the Friday after Thanksgiving was a time to wear elastic waistbanded pants, watch football, take a walk, make hot turkey gravy sandwiches for dinner. Shopping didn't even land in the top 10 list of stuff to do. And I understand, times have changed. I think it was the early 2000s when I heard the first news stories about Black Friday tragedies. People were hurt, sometimes trampled in the shuffle to get a cheap television or a waffle maker. Only five years later and Black Friday became the busiest shopping day of the year. The rush to lay hands on a hot deal has resulted in stampedes, brawls, gunfights, robberies. Here are some of the worst Black Friday disasters according to beliefnet.com. The Walmart Trampling Long Island, New York, 2008. Over 2,000 people gathered outside the Valley Stream Walmart. It was 5 a.m. and doors were still locked. The crowd pressed forward against the entryway. The situation became dangerous quick. Inside, the store manager arranged several of his strongest employees at the entrance to help anyone who might fall during the scrum to get in. One of those employees was Jadimatai Damore, a 34-year-old who'd only been working there for a week. The workers spotted a pregnant woman being crushed against the glass doors by the crowd. They opened the doors just enough to let her in to safety. The crowd took advantage, surging in, breaking down the doors. 
Those doors fell on Mr. Demore, pressing down on him with the weight of the crowd as it thundered over the top of him. The pregnant woman escaped the incident with only bruises, but Mr. Demore died. He was the first Black Friday death on record, but not the last on that particular day. I remember hearing the story of his death, but I had no idea he'd been a good Samaritan, a hero. Rest in peace, Mr. Demore. Palm Desert, California, 2008. Two Black Friday shoppers, both women with kids in tow, got into a fist fight inside Toys R Us. Then a man that was with one of them pulled a gun. So did another individual. The gun failed to fire, so he ran away with the other gun-wielding man in hot pursuit. That man fired a shot, striking the first guy. They continued through the store, where both men later died of their injuries. West Virginia Target, 2011. Walter Vance, 61, was shopping on Black Friday when he collapsed on the floor. He'd been shopping for Christmas decorations. The other shoppers ignored Vance and stepped by as they searched for bargains. Vance's family later said they were shocked and horrified that a person in trouble was ignored for a sale. El Paso, New Mexico, 2015. A scramble for a television set ended badly for one elderly woman who fell and then was trampled by a young man holding one of the cheap televisions. He was charged later with assault. One of the worst Black Friday crowd brawls happened in 2011 at a Little Rock, Arkansas Walmart over $2 waffle irons. Screaming, pushing, shrieking, One YouTuber asks if there was a waffle iron shortage that year, rightly calling the whole thing insanity. BeliefNet reminds all of us that no deal is worth injuring yourself or someone else. Remember the essence of Thanksgiving as well as the spirit of the holiday season. Love one another. Treat people with kindness. Be generous. Do this and Black Friday might not be quite as dangerous again. If you're convinced to stay away from the big box stores this year, there are other better ways to spend your time. Some companies are even making the choice not to participate in the day, sharing instead a message that challenges hyperconsumerism, promoting ethical consumption, or encouraging a complete blackout of Black Friday. Parade Magazine lists 10 positive things you can do instead of shopping on Black Friday, noting more stores than ever are choosing to keep their doors closed to give their employees an extra day of rest. Here's their list in no particular order. REI, the outdoor retailer, has advice to opt outside. They even started a hashtag, the same same thing, opt outside. Spend the day taking in all that Mother Nature offers. Go for a hike, take a run, visit a favorite park. Doesn't fresh air and filtered sunlight sound better than crowds and fluorescent lighting? I add, take the REI opt-outside campaign even further. Explore a local cemetery, bring coins or stones to lay on the tombstones to say you are there. 
Read the gravestones and look up the history of that boneyard on findagrave.com and add that element of mystery to your post-Thanksgiving walk. Here's another idea from Parade. Clean out your closet and donate gently used coats and warm outerwear you don't need anymore to a nonprofit so they may clothe those in need this winter. Make your shopping game plan if you have to shop for Small Business Saturday to support local businesses in your town, especially this post-COVID time when small businesses have struggled to keep their doors open for the last three years. Send a card or a letter to troops unable to be home for the holidays recovering veterans, or even first responders. The organizations that accept letters and donations are A Million Thanks, Operation Gratitude, and the Red Cross. How about throwing a binge watch party for a favorite show or have a Christmas movie marathon? You can even make it a bonus book swap. Bring a stack of your gently read books to trade with other people and go home with a refreshed to be red pile. In that vein, think of gifts you can give that aren't material objects. We'll talk more about that before the close. How about having a chopped challenge? Challenge your family or friends to create the most delicious dish they can with Thanksgiving leftovers. The winner doesn't have to do the dishes. How about that as a prize? Clear your kitchen table and craft. Put on happy holiday music, stir up some mugs of hot chocolate, and make holiday cards or decorations or something else handmade to thank the special people in your life, from the kids' teachers to the guy that cuts your hair. Visit a park. Yes, the list began with REI's Opt Outside Challenge, but it's worth repeating. While the hordes are packing the mall, the local parks will certainly be empty. Now's a great time to enjoy a relaxing loop around a lake or through a forest or out to an abandoned place to photograph. Pack a turkey sandwich and bring the dog. You'll come back with pink cheeks and your soul restored. I've included a link to nine secret urban hikes for little legs for my Seattle folks in the show notes at the bottom of the episode description. But if you live elsewhere, do an internet search for mysterious hikes near me and consider the destinations that pop up. If you listened to the Randonautica episode of Curious Cat and downloaded that app, spend the afternoon generating locations to explore. Bonus ideas from me are visit a museum, the zoo, or a national park. Make sure they're open on that Friday, then double knot your sneakers and enjoy the most deserted places. You'll have plenty of time and space to explore. And if you opt for the zoo, quiet days are the best times to spot those shy animals who tend to hide when there are crowds. Host a game day or game night. Have everyone you know bring a different game and one thing to contribute to a taco bar. Tortillas, avocado, tomatoes, olives, sour cream, Spanish rice, rinsed black beans, chips. You can make a quick batch of shredded turkey tacos with those leftovers. In a large skillet, saute diced onion in olive oil and pulled or chopped turkey leftovers. 
and then warm them up and add cumin, garlic, salt, pepper, and a pinch of cayenne. Mix that up, then add a cup of your favorite salsa and half a cup of water. Cover that and let um, it simmer for a little bit on medium-low for maybe 15 minutes. You can make this ahead of time, and it is a crowd favorite. Then after eating, try out each game that people brought. Still have that need to shop? Well, I promised you there's some ways I've found to shop while keeping finances in check and still feeling good about your actions. IKEA has a Green Friday where they discount all of their sustainable products. They also offer a secondhand shop, a circular hub where all returned furniture ends up, which is on sale for deep discounts. I always check there first for whatever brings me to IKEA. Thrift shops. Channel your inner macklemore and hit those thrift shops. And while you're there, bring them some gently used blankets, coats, and cold weather layers that others will need in the coming weeks. Holiday flea markets are great. Look at the calendar page online of your local paper. They'll list a slew of holiday flea markets. The bonus is the vendors are usually local artists, artisans, crafters, and caterers. So every dollar you spend to shop for your loved ones is going back into your community. Another bonus is that you aren't having something shipped to you, only maybe you'll have to ship out to the recipient. So you've just cut your carbon in half. Answer that door when the scouts come knocking, selling those big popcorn tins. Even the most foodie snobs will love the contents, especially on New Year's Eve when they have run out of food in their pantries for snacking with all the guests coming through the house. If other school fundraisers come by, give their chocolate bars, their gift wrap, their pizzas, their whatevers a chance before you slam the door. How about shopping your space or garage? What I mean is, And this is probably best for creative folks, but think of the gift recipient. Then look through your completed crafts or art pieces with the eyes of them. What have you already created that they would love? If you need the piece for a portfolio or an online ad or online products, then snap some photos first, then wrap that gift. I promise it will be the most special treasured present they receive. If you want to opt out of gifts in the traditional sense mostly, but you want to give in their name to some charity, consider giving diapers or formula to the local food banks or cat and dog food to the local pet shelter. They're always in need. This year, more than most in recent memory, finances are tight. I wish I could say, Send an email to your family and friends that encourages people not to give store-bought gifts, but I also know there are people that will ignore that, and their hearts are probably in the right place, but you'll end up feeling awkward at best, frustrated, maybe even embarrassed at worst. If the pick-a-name white elephant approach doesn't work with your crowd, then it's time to get creative about your gift-giving. 
think handmade creations in batches. My personal favorite is a batch of cookies with the recipe written out on top. You can make a family favorite by Pretty Plates at Goodwill or Salvation Army and write out the recipe in your best handwriting, then wrap it all in cellophane and voila, it's a crowd pleaser. In that same vein, I've seen these amazing jars layered with all the dry ingredients to make a pot of soup or a batch of brownies or a potato chip dip. The sky and your imagination is the limit. Lidded jars are reasonable. And if you think in terms of themes, like say movie night and um, that kind of thing, do a seasoned popcorn jar. You can also thrift shop for a few cute bowls and an old VHS or DVD tape. This thoughtful present can be made for under $20 and can be given to the whole family. It's perfect too for the person in your life that seems to have everything. Hopefully you take my advice and shop at holiday markets. The merchandise there tends to be more unique, special, and reasonable than stuff you find online. Think of them as a treasure quest. Here's wishing you the best Thanksgiving spent with people that make you feel good. If you choose to hit the malls or box stores, be safe and be kind. Don't bring all of your packages to your car and unload them as tempting as it is because it'll make your car a target to thieves. One other piece of safety advice, when you're in those parking lots, keep your phone down and away and pay attention to your surroundings. Be safe. I really care about you. Thanks for listening to Curious Cat. Huge thanks to my audio engineer and art director, If you're in need of those services, find their links in the show notes and know that you're supporting two amazing human beings. Until next time, stay curious. I love you. 